over the next few uh, weeks, maybe months, I don't know, but when I pick up some of life's issues, or you could call it practical Christianity, you know, it's so easy for us to hear things and yet not do anything about them as Christians, isn't it? Just nod up and down and say, yes, Brian. Good. We were singing a song the other morning that was Stir It Up. Remember that one, Stir It Up? It's what they were singing, Stir It Up. So what is it we're stirring up? We're stirring up, as Paul says to Timothy, stir up the gift within you. We've got a gift within us, haven't we? Can we stand, please? Practical Christianity, you've got a gift within you in here, okay? The Holy Spirit resides in your spirit if you're a Christian today, and we're going to learn how to stir it up, okay? If you want to speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Stir up the gift within you. Yarabado bomber, yasabando. Titarabado yenda masabobo yenda pado yenda. Rimastabobi yenda banda. Another way to say it is God is in me. 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 I have an anointing. I have an anointing. I have an anointing. Say it. I have an anointing. You're stirring up the gift. I have an anointing. In John it says, you have an anointing. I have an anointing. I have an anointing. Whether you feel like it or not, you have an anointing. If you're born again and God lives within you, you have an anointing. There's a river flowing within me. There's a river flowing within me. Speak it out. Stir up the gift. There's a river flowing within me. There's a river flowing within me. Jesus said, he who believes in me, rivers of living water will flow from his innermost being. There's rivers flowing within me. There's a river flowing within me. Speak it out. There's a river flowing within me. See, it's so easy for us as Christians. We know all this stuff up here, but we don't really apply it to our lives. God wants us to take that word so it becomes real in our experience. Otherwise, we've just got religion. Does anyone here want to be religious? Please put your hand up. The rest of us will jump upon you and pray for you, okay? Okay, you sit down. Take the word, make it real. Make it real in your experience. That's the great thing about the Bible. It's not just a good book, it's living. It's living. And God wants his words to live in us, whatever that word is. But we need to take it for ourselves and speak it out and begin to apply it to our lives. That was just stirring up the gift. Last week I was speaking about the cross where holiness and love kissed. And I said, unless you understand that God's a holy God, you don't really appreciate his love and his grace. So we're okay with that, holiness and love kissed on the cross? Yep. So this morning, I just want to look at one of the benefits of the cross. Because of what Jesus has done. Everything that we have is because of what Jesus has done. It's the grace of God. We don't deserve any of it, but Jesus paid the price. That we could have heaven's benefits here on earth in our lives. Isn't that good news? That's good news. That's it. So this morning, I want to speak about forgiveness. It says this in Isaiah 55, verse 6. All of us like sheep have strayed away. Say to the person next to you, I'm just a sheep. 
Have you ever watched Sheep in the Natural? They can be very silly sometimes. They can go all over the place to follow one another. The Bible calls us sheep. Sheep need a shepherd. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. That's what sheep do. Yet the Lord laid in Jesus the sins of us all. And that just one verse out of Isaiah uh, 53 where it picks up this whole thing. Uh, 55, sorry. Where it picks up this whole thing about uh, Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross and paying the price for us. Setting us free from sin, sickness, and death. In Mark 11 it says, If you have anything against anyone, forgive them, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your sins. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your sins. That's serious. That's serious. You know, some of the world's experts would say this, that in the Western world, unforgiveness and worry are two major health problems. Unforgiveness and worry are two major health problems. So as Christians, we've got to make sure we don't have any unforgiveness in our life or any worry in our lives. I spoke about worry some time ago. We may get back to that. But this morning, we want to look at unforgiveness. We don't want it in our lives because it doesn't do us good. But praise God, Jesus on the cross died in our place. And because of that, we can receive God's forgiveness. We receive salvation. We become a child of God. But then as we live our Christian lives and we do things wrong, we need to go on receiving God's forgiveness. We need to forgive others. And we need to remember in the process to forgive ourselves. Some people don't know how to forgive themselves. And therefore they find it very difficult to live with themselves. Are you quite happy living with you? Let me ask that question. Are you quite happy living with you today? Can you sit in the quiet with you? Or do you need activity around you? Or do you need noise around you? Or are you quite happy with you? I'm quite happy with me. God wants us to be happy with ourselves. We need to be in that place where we go on receiving God's forgiveness, forgiving others, and remembering to forgive ourselves. In fact, we need to make forgiveness a lifestyle. Because if we make forgiveness a lifestyle, what we will end up with is a prosperous soul. This is just a little dig for Nick here. What we'll end up with is a prosperous soul. And a prosper, if we've got a prosperous soul, we're going to get blessed in every area of life and ministry because it's all to do with the inside. See, the Bible says this, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, that means all things, and be in health, just as your soul prospers. And if we've got unforgiveness in our lives, we do not have a prosperous soul. If we've got worry in our lives, we do not have a prosperous soul. And we need to get rid of these things so we can have a prosperous soul and so God can bless us. This is someone's testimony about forgiveness. It says, forgiveness, a key to healing and freedom. When I came to understand about forgiveness and put it into practice in my life, I began to realize how much anger, unforgiveness, and resentment had hindered my relationship with God and with people. I also saw how it affected me physically. As I saw incidents in my life where people had hurt me, 
and I was able to forgive them, I became freer as a person. This also resulted in me beginning to receive healing from arthritis, which had begun to affect my fingers and toes. Unforgiveness can seriously damage your health. Unforgiveness can seriously damage your health in your spirit, your soul, and your body. So we need to get rid of all unforgiveness in our lives. And that includes remembering to forgive ourselves. Did you know this, that judgment is actually a form of unforgiveness? We're warned in the Gospels not to judge. You know, it speaks about it in Matthew, not to judge others. It speaks about it in Luke, about judging others. It speaks about, you know, taking the plank out of our own eye. That kind of thing. We are warned not to judge because what happens when we judge other people, we activate the law of sowing and reaping, and the very thing we've judged them upon comes back upon us, but in a greater measure. That's what happens. Judgment is this. We move beyond having an opinion about a person to be negative and critical about them. That's when we move from having an opinion to be negative and critical. And the moment we judge them, we're in trouble. Because at some point in our lives, that thing we've judged them upon is going to be here in our lives. Judgment is a serious thing. And the thing about judgment is this. It may be years later when we see it being manifest in our life. As children, we can judge our parents. I remember when I was a lad and when my mum and dad, I would say, I'll never do that when I grow up. You know what happened? I ended up doing that very thing. I judged them. I was thinking, that's wrong. I'll never do that. That's pride, actually. I'll never do that. And that very thing I judged them upon then began to operate in my life. And you can begin to do that as a child, as a teenager, and as an adult. And it's not just with your parents, it can be with anyone. How do we know if we've judged someone? If there's a bad root, or if there's fruit, there's a bad root. If there's a negative fruit in our life that we don't want to have and we're trying to get rid of it and it won't go away, I would encourage you, examine your life, particularly in the area of judgment. Look first of all at your parents. And if there's a a pattern of behavior you see in their lives that is in your life and you don't want it, it's probably because you've judged them upon that very thing. If it's not your parents, ask God to show you, God, have I judged someone in this area that I can't get rid of in my life? Show me who, God. And God will. Because God wants to set you free from the negative fruit of judgment. When we know who it is or what it is, obviously we need to forgive them. And we also need to repent and take responsibility for our own behavior in that. So it's not just asking God to forgive you, 
you're taking responsibility for your own behavior and you're asking God for forgiveness and you're forgiving yourself. And when you've done that, you then need to put the cross between you and that particular person in that area of judgment. For example, say I judge my, and I did, my stepfather in certain things. When God brought it to my notice, I said, Father, I repent of judging my stepfather in that area. I take responsibility for that particular behavior in my life. I repent of that and I ask you to forgive me. And I set him free from that judgment and I now put the cross between me and that judgment in Jesus' name so it can never come back upon me. Judgment is serious. Judgment is rooted in pride, I think. What about taking responsibility for our lives? Something happens in your life, you feel the other person's responsible. You know, I think when adults relate to other adults, that's, you know, that's, we're in that place where sometimes we've got to take some of the, the blame ourselves, haven't we? In the relationship, we may want to blame the other person, but I don't think any of us get it all right all the time, do we? Do you? Good. Therefore, we need to take responsibility in our own lives for the parts that we haven't got right and ask God to forgive us. But when, a chi- when an adult does something to a child, that is not the child's fault, that is the adult's fault. Okay, that child is innocent. But the problem is, the child doesn't think it's innocent. The child begins to take the blame on board himself. Simple example, divorce. When divorce happens, both the parents can love the child. But what happens to the child? The child ups blaming themselves for the mum and dad divorcing. And they suffer rejects and other things because of it. The child takes it upon themselves, although the child is not to blame. The same with abuse and different things. The child thinks there's something wrong with me because that happened to me. No, that's not true. But the child takes it upon themselves, but it's the adult's responsibility, and it's the adult that's guilty. Praise God for Jesus on the cross, eh? I mean, isn't it amazing that Jesus, he died in our place so we could receive God's forgiveness for all the bad stuff we've done, even before we said sorry. Even before we said sorry, Jesus paid the price. Man, that is good news. So we can get set free from all that bad stuff. The thing about God's forgiveness is this. It's unconditional. God forgives us unconditionally. As human beings, very often, we want to forgive someone if they meet our conditions. I'll forgive you if you... Give me 50 pounds, or... Or I'll forgive you if you never do that again, or... Even if they do that again, we've already go on forgiving them. We should not set down conditions for our, for our forgiveness. We should be like God and forgive them unconditionally because God's forgiveness towards us is unconditional. God didn't say to us, I'll forgive you if. 
He sent his son to pay the price. No conditions. The love of God being manifest in Jesus. Unconditional forgiveness. And our forgiveness needs to be unconditional like God's. Praise God for Jesus on the cross. Oh, God, thank you. You know, forgiveness isn't an option. It's not an optional X that we can kind of tack on to our Christian lives. If we want a close walk with God, if we want good relationships with people, if we want to walk in health on the inside and the outside, then we do need to walk in forgiveness. It is not an optional extra. I am so aware of the dangers of unforgiveness that even when some crazy driver cuts me up in a car, I say, I forgive them. It's the first thing that comes up. Lord, I forgive them. I might want to go on, but I forgive them. Because I refuse to entertain any unforgiveness in my life. I won't have it, because I know it will damage my soul. So no matter what it is, I will forgive. Do I feel like forgiving? Sometimes no. Sometimes I feel like the very opposite. But by an act of my will, I forgive. I choose to forgive. I refuse to let what someone else does to me affect my health. I rule over me. You rule over you. I'm responsible for me. I am not responsible for what the other person did. But I'm taking care of me in this. <laughs> what about if forgiveness seems impossible? It isn't really. You just think it is sometimes. What if we don't feel like forgiving? What if we don't want to forgive? God understands where we are at that time. God knows our heart, and God knows our heart. And God's grace is sufficient to enable us to forgive. You can ask God for his grace to forgive if you feel you're struggling. But we've got to move beyond our feelings. We've got to forgive by faith. Feelings follow faith in the Christian life. That's the way it should be. Staying in unforgiveness is dangerous. It does this. It changed you to the other person. Did you know that? When you've got unforgiveness in your life towards another person, you are tied to that person and you are locked in. And if you do not forgive them, you are tied to them for the rest of your life. That's serious stuff, isn't it? It ties you to that person. I don't want that. It's a burden and a weight in your back. As I said... It damages your health. The other thing about unforgiveness is this. We think, if I don't forgive them, I'm going to poison them. I'm not forgiving them. I'm going to get my back upon them. I'm not going to forgive them. I'm going to poison them. And we think we're poisoning another person with a forgiveness. In fact, the only person we're poisoning is ourselves. And that unforgiveness not dealt with, becomes a root of bitterness. 
and it not only defiles us, but it begins to defile all those around us and those we come into contact with. That's what unforgiveness will do if we do not deal with it. We don't poison the other person, we poison ourselves. Now, what kind of fool wants to poison themselves? Would you stick your hand up here if you like drinking poison today? Is there anyone here who would like to drink a big glass of rat poison or something? Of course you wouldn't. No one wants to poison themselves. No one in their right mind would poison themselves. Well, we are filled with a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind because God lives within us. So if we've got a sound mind, we certainly will not want to poison ourselves. So we need to walk in forgiveness. Get rid of the poison. Get it out. Don't let it go down deep and become a root of bitterness. It's going to end up destroying your life. The other thing you keep doing, you keep returning to the moment of hurt. You keep playing the tapes. You ever been there? You keep going over the conversations. It's as if you're stuck in a moment of time and you can't get away from it. You can't get on with the rest of your life because you're still living back here. And that can happen to Christians so often. Maybe something in another church happened and you get hurt. But because you haven't forgiven the people, you're still back there reliving it and you never move on into the future that God has for you in Jesus Christ. It holds you in the past and doesn't allow you to live your life in the present and press on into the future. Unforgiveness will lock you in and do you harm. I'm not having that either. I'm a free man. I'm a free man. <laughs> I've got no unforgiveness in my life at this moment. What time it is? Ten past twelve or whatever date this is. I've got no unforgiveness in my life. I am a free man. And I intend staying free. <laughs> How about you? Maybe you struggle with unforgiveness. Well, that's a sin. You need to just come to God and confess, God, there's unforgiveness in my life. I want to get rid of it. I want to get rid of it, God. And repent of holding unforgiveness in your heart towards others. Because Jesus paid the price. You know, the cross is amazing. Isn't it amazing to think that something that happened 2,000 years ago is still as valid and powerful today. The blood of Jesus Christ hasn't lost its power. And we can go to that cross any time of the day or night and we can receive forgiveness from God. Isn't it that good news? But we also need to be doing that with people. We need to be forgiving people when they hurt us straight away. But we also need to forgive ourselves. Sometimes I do stupid things. I know you don't believe that. But I do. 
Sometimes I do stupid things. I forgive myself. I forgive. If you do stupid, forgive yourself. You're not perfect yet. Like Kate said, I'm a work in progress. So I forgive myself when I do stupid things. When I get things wrong. When I fail. I not only ask God for it, I forgive myself. I'm not there yet. I'm on a journey. I forgive myself. So we need to make the decision. Sometimes we just need to do it and speak it out. Father, I forgive whatever the name is for doing this to me in Jesus' name. I set them free in the name of Jesus. Simple. Make a choice and speak it out. Sometimes we can be in a situation, once we've forgiven someone, that might be it. But if we're living in close proximity to someone, it's as if you can, you're being continually reminded of whatever it is that maybe hurt you. And that can often be harder. And the danger is that we take our forgiveness back. We can't afford to do that. What we need to do is pray for God to bless them, and we need to bless them. Father, I've forgiven that person. I bless them in Jesus' name. I just ask you to bless their health. I ask you to bless their finances. Bless their religion. Just bless them. And as you keep doing that, your heart will begin to change towards them, and you might even discover that you love them. Do them good. Do them good. Don't take any unforgiveness back. Stay in that place of freedom. And of course, what God wants from all of us is that we make the choice to make forgiveness a lifestyle. And that's my challenge to each and every one of you today, to make forgiveness your lifestyle. Because if you live in unforgiveness, it will seriously damage your health. So we're just going to get a couple of, we're just going to give you a couple of minutes. I'm just going to release the Holy Spirit here. And there may be things in your life that come to mind immediately. If so, deal with it now. Speak it out. It may be that you need a few days to pray that God is rending in my life any judgments, this kind of thing. Then God will help you to deal with it. Is that okay? Father, I just want to thank you for the cross. Lord, holiness and love kissed. Sin, sickness, and death was dealt with by Jesus. Even on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. And Father, sometimes people don't know what they're doing to us. But it can hurt us and affect us in a negative way. And we want to be in that place where we forgive them and release them. And Father, I just loose your Holy Spirit now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just ask for fresh grace for us individually and as a church Lord, to make forgiveness a lifestyle. God, even in the little things as well as the big things. God, in our hearts and spirits, we will be totally free from any unforgiveness that there's never a root of bitterness that grows in our hearts. Because, Father, we want to be a people that have healed and prosperous souls so you can bless us in every area of life and ministry. 